Welcome to the Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast, where today we will be listening to this week's sermon by Pastor Brent Russell. You have your Bibles and want to follow along? We're looking at that passage, Mark chapter 11, verses 46 to 52. It's uh, awesome to be able to worship with you this morning. Great job, worship team, by the way. It just uh, we just a sense of God's presence here, and uh, love to, to, to be with you uh, today in worship. We are deep into the season of Lent. Next Sunday is Palm Sunday, when the crowd shouted, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And then the Friday after that is the Friday we call good, because it was the day that Jesus died for us. But it is the darkest day because our Lord was crucified that day. Then comes Resurrection Sunday. But on that week, before Palm Sunday, the scripture that was read happened. If we could somehow be transported back to the day of Bartimaeus, you would find it was loud and dusty and confusing. It was messy. Where do you find Jesus? You find him in the middle of the mess. Sometimes life gets loud and messy and confusing. This morning I want to talk to, about, to you about Jesus. Jesus comes to the middle of our mess. Well, come with me to Mark chapter uh, 11 or 10, uh, verses uh, 46, and it says this. Then they came to Jericho. And as Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to, to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. See, Bartimaeus had heard the rumors. They were, mess- uh, uh, they were rumors of the Messiah. And when the Messiah came, one of the signs of the Messiah, Isaiah tells us, is that he would heal the blind. When the Messiah came, he he would bring healing with him. But the rumors of Jesus always came from another part of the country. In Bartimaeus' day, there was no social safety net. There was no one to take care of him. So day after day, he'd be sitting outside, along the side of the road, begging, and life was hard. You ever been there? Life is hard? You've you've heard rumors of this all-powerful God, the God who is able to step into your situation, and yet it seems like he's always somewhere else. You're in Jericho, he's in Galilee. Sometimes God and his work seems to be very far away. Well, it was an ordinary morning. Morning like any other morning, Bartimaeus was sitting at the side of the road, at his usual spot, doing his usual things. But there was a difference in the crowd noise today. So Bartimaeus asked somebody, what's going on? And so they said, well, Jesus of Nazareth is in town today. And when he heard this, he didn't even bother standing. He just started to yell, Jesus! Son of David, have mercy on me. 
Jesus, son of David. That's a messianic reference. Son of David, have mercy on me. As far as he could tell, there was no response. He was blind and he was yelling out into the dark. But he kept on yelling, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And he continued to yell, and it did not bring a response from Jesus. But it did bring a response from the crowd. Bible records in verse 48 that many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. Not just one or two people tried to shush him up. Many people tried to tell him to be quiet. Bartimaeus was calling out to Jesus. You know what we call it? When you call out to Jesus, we call that prayer. Have you ever called out in prayer and it felt like you were calling out into the dark? Have you ever called out in prayer and wondered if you were being heard? Have you ever called out to Jesus and it felt like you were getting no response? More than that, you, you pray and you experience opposition. Oh, it doesn't tell you to come in the form of people telling you to shut up, but opposition comes in the form of that feeling of reluctance. Or feeling like, I should be doing something else. Or the feeling like, I, I don't have time for this. Or I'm not sure this is working anyways. That's the enemy of your soul telling you to shut up. The last thing that Satan and his demons want is you praying. The last thing they want is you calling out and bringing the God, power of God to bear on your situation. That is why many of us find our, it's so difficult to get down to the business of prayer. You know you should pray. You may even want to pray. You know you need to pray. But it's just so hard to get there. That's the enemy of your soul telling you, just like the crowd told Bartimaeus. Shh, be quiet. Bartimaeus had a choice to make. Did he listen to the crowd or did he keep on calling? He chose to keep on calling. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Without that persistence, the story would never have been recorded in Scripture. Jesus would have passed him by. He would not have been healed. I don't know what it is about persistence in prayer, but it's taught all the way through Scripture. Luke chapter 18. Then Jesus told the disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town there was a judge and feared neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept on coming to him with a plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God nor care what people think, yet because this widow keeps on bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord, and the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones? who cry out to him day and night. Will he keep on putting them off? 
Jesus told this parable to show them that they should pray, always pray, and not give up. Especially when you're calling out into the dark. Especially when the enemy of your soul is trying to shush you. Especially when you don't feel like it. Pray. Well, for Bartimaeus, the persistence paid off um, in spite of the fact that, that he didn't know it, that he was being heard by Jesus. He was, in fact, being heard by Jesus. Bartimaeus continued to yell, Jesus, have mercy on me. Jesus said, call him. Call him. He made a choice. What's your response when God is close and passing by? There'll be times in church where you experience the presence of God. There'll be times when you are somewhere and you just know that God is close. What do you do? Isaiah 55, verse 6 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on them. And to our God, and he will freely pardon. There are seasons and times when God comes close. And the only thing to do, even when it feels like you're calling out into the darkness, is to persist in prayer. Verse 49, Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called the blind man and said, cheer up, on your feet, he's calling you. don't know about you, but I've never found prayer particularly predictable. But I do know that there's times when God stops. And in those moments, you're invited right into the presence of the king. I don't know what to say about that theologically. I know that whenever we pray, God hears us. I know that we're invited to come boldly before the throne of grace so we might receive mercy and help in time of need. So that's true all the time. But I'll tell you, experientially, sometimes I pray. It feels like shouting out into the dark. It feels like heaven is like brass. And it feels like my prayers are bouncing off the ceiling. There's other times I pray and it feels like I'm standing right in the presence of God. Most of the time I pray, I, I know that God hears me. And I know by faith that he's heard. But there's just this time when he's walking by and there's just a sweet sense of his presence. Bartimaeus enters the, the presence of Jesus, and Jesus says to him, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Seems like an odd question, doesn't it? Guy's obviously blind. Isn't it obvious, Jesus? But Jesus seems to ask this question of a number of people. And I think sometimes when we're in the presence of God... He asks us, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do for you? 
for you. I know some people have a hard time asking God for themselves. They can pray for other people. But asking God for themselves, well, that's a whole other question for them. But Jesus asks Bartimaeus, and he asks you too, what, what do you want me to do for you? I've heard a lot of prayers, and oftentimes we ask God for issues on the periphery without ever dealing with the core issues. I've heard a lot of prayers about comfort rather than the issues that define us. I often find myself praying about the inconveniences of life and forgetting about the core of life, too. You know those inconveniences. The stiff back, the child with the flu, the arthritic pain, arthritic pain that comes and goes. Don't get me wrong, God, God cares deeply about your life, and including those things. But if all we pray about is, are those things and never get to the issues of the heart, the wounded spirit, or the character traits that we lack but need, or how our traumas from the past are affecting our present, or our doubts, or our fears, or the label we have placed upon ourselves or others have placed upon us. If we never get to the issues that define our life, then, then we miss it. Bartimaeus didn't do that. The big issue that defined Bartimaeus was his blindness. Now, I know a number of you have chronic stuff going on in your life. Some of you have been defined by traumas and in the past. Some of you defined by what you were victim to. Some of you are defined by your illness. Some of you tell yourself you're stupid or you're a loser or you're worthless. And that kind of self-talk defines you. Here's what I found. Sometimes... When you go to God, he takes the issue away. There are other times when he doesn't take the issue away, but he takes the definition away. You're no longer defined by your past, or defined by your trauma, or defined by what others have labeled you or seen in you, or defined by how you have seen yourself. But to never pray about the issues that define you is a mistake. Bartimaeus tells Jesus, I want to see. So Jesus says, go, your faith has healed you. How did Jesus know he had faith? Well, I think the faith and the persistence of the calling, persistence in prayer matters. People, here's what I want you to know. Even when God is, is far away, even when it feels like you are calling out into the dark, even when you are experiencing opposition, persistence in prayer matters. Keep praying. 
Keep praying about those things that define you and don't need to define you. Mark Batterson, in his book, Whispers, talks about the bravest prayer. The bravest prayer, he says, is the prayer that that you've prayed a thousand times before. And yet, you dare to come and pray it for a thousand and first time. It's hard because you've prayed a thousand times before, and it's hard to believe that it matters. It's possible. For him, his bravest prayer was that God would heal his asthma. He had had it ever since he was a kid and never went anywhere without his puffer. When he was a kid, he was hospitalized again and again because of his asthma. A minister came to the hospital and he prayed for him. He woke up the next morning and he still had his asthma. But the warts on his feet had mysteriously disappeared. He's wondering, what's up with that? So he prayed about it and he felt like God said, Mark, just wanted you to know I'm able. Well, for 30 years, he continued to battle with asthma. He prayed time and time again that God would take it away. He says, I don't understand why God didn't take, a, take my asthma away. The bravest prayer for him was for healing of, the, of his asthma. He's a pastor in Washington, D.C., and he was starting a series on prayer, and again he prayed on July 2nd, 2016. And God answered his prayer. He healed his asthma. I listened to him on the podcast not that long ago, and he still is symptom-free. No asthma. Come with me back to verse 52. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Bartimaeus receives his sight. He's healed. He's celebrating. And what does he do? He follows Jesus down the road. It's 34 kilometers from Jericho, where Bartimaeus was, to Bethany, the scene of the first Palm Sunday. I don't know if Barnabas follows him all the way, but I, I think he might have. Could you imagine him among that, that first Palm Sunday crowd? This is the one who called him over and says, this is the one who, who had singled him out. I can just see Barnabas among the, the throng that's, that's yelling, Hey, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This king is wonderful. And he's celebrating with the throng. With the throng because Jesus had just healed Lazarus as well. Can you imagine him? Yeah, I know he's good. Jesus is good. So the procession, he started off near Bethany, and this is where Lazarus was raised from the dead. People had attended his funeral, but Lazarus was alive now because of Jesus. Now Jesus had come back into town, and people were celebrating what what, uh, Jesus had done. Here's what Mark 11 says. 
those who went ahead and those who shouted, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. I'm sure Bartimaeus would have been joining right in. Praise God. Look, it's Jesus. Look what he's done. People, when Jesus touches your life and touches your heart, it's appropriate to worship. Look what the Lord has done. You may not have experienced a dramatic healing like Bartimaeus, but if you've given your life to Jesus, then the greater miracle has happened. Your sin has been forgiven. You've been given new life. The Spirit of God is in you. You have been adopted into the family of God. He has cleansed you and made you whole. And he, you have walked into a relationship with the God of the universe. And that, my friends, is worth celebrating. I find it interesting that the crowd tried to shut Bartimaeus up and, and when he called out to Jesus. Now, at least in Luke's account of, of this Palm Sunday, the Pharisees tried to shut the crowd up. And Jesus says, some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your followers by... Uh, for saying things like that. But God's people know that it's right to worship. The King of kings and the Lord of lords. Not only should we be persistent in prayer, we should be persistent in worship. People, when you've experienced the power of God, it's the right thing to worship. There's something wonderful that happens in worship. Well, we remember who Jesus is and what he's done. That's why I think coming to church is vitally important. Worship is vitally important. Now we know that Jesus went into Jerusalem and then he came back out again and he was with his disciples only, so Bartimaeus must come back home. What a fantastic experience. He was healed, then he experiences the Palm Sunday processional. But of course, stop the story here because it's nice and neat. But Jericho is only like 38, 39 kilometers from Jerusalem. News of Good Friday would have reached back that Jesus had been crucified. The one who felt so much joy in the middle of the crowd. Now the one who they were celebrating had died. I'm sure Bartimaeus is saying, God, I don't get this. I don't get what's going on. Yes, I can see, but the man gave me, who gave me sight left me on his own. It feels like darkness again. Not a physical darkness. I think one of the most disturbing things about the spiritual journey is the mystery of having been touched by Jesus and having experienced the joy of the Lord, and then all of a sudden, things seem so dark. You wonder if you experience what you thought you experienced, and you look back on the old days and wonder, God, God, where, where have you gone? That's why we need to walk with Jesus to the cross. There will be times in your spiritual journey where after experiencing the goodness of God, where you will cry out with, with the Lord, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? 
Don't see it. Don't see you. But here's what I've learned in my spiritual journey. The end of the story is not written. Sunday's coming. Well, as I've tracked with Bartimaeus this morning, I can't help but think that there are some of you who are where he was. There's some of you who, you've heard rumors of God, but he doesn't seem to be close. Keep listening, and when there's a stir in the crowd, when there's the remotest chance that Jesus is near, yell like Jesus, yell like Bartimaeus, Jesus, have mercy on me. And keep on yelling and persist and persist in prayer and persist in prayer and persist in prayer. There are some of you at the point who just need to persist in prayer. And some of you need to pray that bravest prayer. That same prayer that you prayed a thousand times, prayed a thousand and one. When Jesus comes near, and he asks you the question, well, what is it that you want me to do? Deal with the issues that define you, the core issues around you. Let him deal with those things. When he asks, what is it you want me to do? Have a ready answer. Some of you are at the point where you follow Jesus onto the Mount of Olives. And you're worshiping with the crowd. Well, keep on worship, keep on praising. God loves the praises of his people. There will people be people who will try to shush you. Keep worshiping. Some of you are at the point where you've experienced God. And you remember the joy. But now it seems remote. And it's Friday. Not the TGIF kind of Friday. It's the darkest Friday. It's the Friday that shakes you down to your boots. And you walk into that dark night of the soul, and if that's where you are, please remember this. The story isn't finished yet. It's not over. It may feel over, but it's not over. Go back to the beginning and persist in prayer. Because I want you to know this. Sunday's coming. Because of who Jesus is, Sunday's coming. There is a resurrection. There is hope for tomorrow. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because there is victory in Jesus. He has triumphed over sin and death and evil. And he will ultimately see all things conform to his will. So I want to remind you, persist in prayer. Sunday's coming. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, for those who find themselves where Bartimaeus was, I pray that you would meet them right there. Give them the courage to pray the bravest prayer. Give them the courage to call out even when they feel it's dark, even when they're feeling shushed, shushed, Give them the courage to pray. And Lord, for those who are celebrating, help us to worship well. Help us to celebrate your goodness. 
And wherever we find ourselves, Lord, help us to remember that because of the resurrection, we have victory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us this week on Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast. Make sure to visit our website at asburyfmperth.com where you can subscribe and never miss a show. If you'd like this broadcast, you might want to check out our Facebook page, Asbury Free Methodist Church. Until next week, take care and God bless.